Welcome back to FreightWaves Live at Home. I'm George Abernathy, the proud president of FreightWaves, and we're going to continue to bring you incredible, timely, and informative content right now as I'm joined in this fireside chat by Dave Belter. Dave is the Vice President and General Manager of Global Transportation Management for Rider System Inc. Dave, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to see you. Thank you. Well, I want to make it very clear. I got it right. I've been told that it, Rider System, there's no S on the end there. So we're doing a good job. We're coming out of the gate right on, on the accurate side. So Dave's going to take us on a journey today and address a really remarkable topic, the freight market during the upcoming wildest holiday season. And, and Dave, with, with your responsibilities in global transportation management, your customers, I'm sure, have been in a feast or famine. They've, they've either been as busy as they've ever been, if not more, or some of them have really struggled and, and, and not have nearly as much need uh, for capacity. So based on that experience that you've had, what does the market look like right now in this gearing up phase to the wildest holiday season we've ever seen? Well, sure. Um, if you look at the portfolio of our customers, we cut across uh, uh, a diverse uh, set of verticals, uh, industry verticals from high tech to automotive, industrial, aerospace, uh, retail, CPG. So we do touch a a wide variety of different industries, and we all know that uh, each industry was affected differently uh, by the pandemic, i.e. the uh, CPG uh, vertical took off as the consumers were provisioning up for the shelter-in-place uh, um, uh, months, I guess it was September and April. I don't think I can even remember back that far. Uh, this pandemic's been, been with us so long. But if I look at our volumes, um, you know, across the board, except maybe aerospace, volumes are up uh, to, uh, you know, 20, you know, pre-pandemic levels, you know, 2018 levels. And uh, September was our busiest month yet uh, in terms of volumes across the board. As I said, except uh, SANS Aerospace, uh, depending on who your customers were, we saw some of those customers' volumes still lagging. But, you know, autos picking up, CPG retail, of course, is picking up and, you know, high tech and and uh, and uh, and that space has has been steady throughout the pandemic, quite honestly. So uh, we're expecting volumes to continue to increase as the economy continues to improve. Uh, with some thought about, um, you know, we're watching the pandemic, and you know, we don't have a crystal ball as to what's going to happen uh, with uh, any other lockdowns or shutdowns and. Certainly the political climate may have something to say about that. Absolutely. So um, as you work with your customers in those various different markets, um, and as you're, you are in a really aggressive capacity market uh, right now, um, what is Ryder doing with your customers during this season, specifically around trying to secure capacity for them? That's a good question. Certainly, the um, you know the market has been extremely tight, um, uh, and uh, and our customers' networks have evolved uh, coming out of the pandemic as well. Um, we've seen lane shift and volume shift uh, uh, for some customers customers dramatically. Um, seen some big surges as inventories are being replenished and. 
some uh, customers are being um, fulfilled from factory versus DCs. So a lot of uh, a lot of shifting in the market. And as we talk to our customers or our carriers, um, you know, they're seeing the same thing across their customer portfolio as well. So for us, it's all about using the data and uh, uh, monitoring the performance of the networks in in real time, and understanding where the um, where the carrier portfolios may not be holding up to the volumes, and we're in it every day, all day, you know, shoring up uh, our our contract lanes, um, you know adjusting, adding carrier capacity where we need it, um, trying to redirect carrier capacity to similar lanes for other customers where we don't need it. And um, it's an all day, every day process and managing with that big data allows us to focus on those areas where we're gonna make the biggest impact. We're trying to stay out of the spot market as much as possible. But as you know, um, in this market today under these conditions, it's a difficult task to uh, to completely fulfill. So as you've um, addressed, you know, this white swan, black swan year, I'll, I'll leave it to others to decide whether it was a white or black swan, but all I know is I haven't seen anything like what we've lived through this year. And you're trying to, you know, maintain, if not improve those service levels while you know, minimizing costs, which the spot market, by its nature, in this kind of uh, in this kind of time frame, is is really gonna is really gonna go against that. So, um, what are you using as far as you mentioned data? What are you using as far as data and technologies now to to help make those daily decisions more beneficial for your customers? Well, certainly, you know, we've got a, a data lake that's built off the back of our uh, of our TMS application. So we're measuring the performance of our networks uh, throughout the day. And certainly at the end of the day, we get a daily, uh, what we'll call a box score in terms of how our customer networks performed against uh, against the market. And we're, we're first and foremost ensuring that we have capacity to fulfill the needs of our customers and then we want that capacity at a competitive market price. And we want to stay out of the spot market as much as possible. So the data that we're producing through the execution of our customers' networks is the data that then we're using to uh, uh, present the, uh, the, um, you know, the performance of that network back to our uh, project leaders and procurement leaders that then work to shore those networks up. So, Everyone in our organization is looking at the same score all day long and, and every day for the previous day, and we're using that score uh, to uh, to continue to adjust uh, the networks and specifically the the carrier capacity. For us right now, it's all about capacity. We know that um, when our when our prime carriers or first choice carriers are hauling our customers' freight, we're going to get the best service at the best price. And for those lanes that were not, uh, that that portfolio is not able to handle all the volume, you know, it's all about uh, continuing to um, inject additional capacity, whether it's with the same carriers or we're bringing on additional carriers. We use that data, if, we, if you think about our, our networks, 
we're uh, we're managing uh, you know multiple networks in the same TMS, so we can see where all of our carriers are originating and terminating, and so we're trying to knit those networks together uh, that uh, we don't uh, lose capacity if we have carriers that are terminating in Indianapolis, and we've got up on freight out of Indianapolis. We're going to try and get that carrier to haul that freight under a acceptable contract rate. How, Dave, is, you know, we're talking a lot about, at least I'm thinking about in my head, thinking about uh, the U.S. preponderantly. Are you seeing, and obviously with your, your global hat on, are you seeing the same kinds of challenges um, being brought to rider customers in North America or even expanding beyond that more globally? Is, is capacity similarly challenged in other geographies as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's going to be it's it's lane specific, customer specific, and even uh, specific to the to the cadence of the week and the month. You know, certainly end of month, uh, end of quarter is uh, is much tighter than uh, you know middle of the month, uh, middle of the week, um, and uh, we're seeing it across the board in all regions. You know, some better than others, but. You know, outbound freight out of the West Coast is extremely tight. We had some uh, challenges uh, at, at the border of Mexico and U.S. bringing uh, freight into and out of Mexico. It got extremely tight with intermodal, and we were diverting volumes from intermodal to truckload and ensuring that network up. That's, that's subsided to some extent for our networks. It's a bit more under control, but uh, again, that's where the the data and the big data and having that information in near real time can really help us see where um, the lanes are moving uh, on a daily basis and having discussions with our project leaders about where we need to focus with respect to uh, carrier capacity. My sense is we're going to be in this, uh, in, this, uh, 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 in this approach for the next uh, couple of months, at least through uh, a good part of mid-December. And you know, we're expecting 2021 to maybe level out when we get into that first quarter, but, um, you know, time will tell. We'll see where we're at come uh, end of November, into December to make that call. So, you know, we typically think about uh, Black Friday and then Cyber Monday, but it sure sounds like um, what's going on and what we've heard from, you know, other experts that, the, um, the, the pull forward in e-commerce has, has really caused the capacity crunch. So it, it sounds like, Dave, that we're already in the middle of some pre-Black Friday and, and things that are pulled forward from the Christmas season already, and you're already seeing that in what your customers are experiencing. Oh, for sure. And it's um, certainly it's... Um... Uh, we're in a, a new day. This is unlike any other um, uh, tight market, only in that, uh, you know, we're in the middle of an economic recovery. The industrial sector isn't back all the way. You're right. E-commerce has changed some of the flows and the volumes uh, a little bit, maybe unexpectedly. We certainly weren't planning on this in uh, early 2020. And I'm not sure if anyone had a good sense of what the second half of 2020 was going to look like coming out of the pandemic. So we're really living this in real time and and making adjustments uh, kind of on the fly, quite honestly, as we talk to our 
carrier partners, they'll tell you the same thing. Uh, they're seeing new volumes, new lanes from their existing customers, unlike what they saw before uh, during the uh, the the initial phases of the of the shelter in place. A lot of their customers weren't shipping, and and they found different ways to uh, fill their trucks. And now they're uh, now they're uh, you know continuing just to adjust as uh, to meet as much of their customers' needs as as they can, but. Uh, and their challenge, their challenge is the same as shippers are. So let's look at the future a little bit and maybe get specific to the the managed transportation that, that that you're you know providing so much value in. How do you envision growing, you know, riders transportation management portfolio in the future? Are you know are, how do you see that occurring? Um, you're broadening, you know, to different geographies with current customers, bringing in new customers more, uh, embedding more of your technology. Where where are those places that you really think that Rider's going to make a difference in transportation management over the next few years? Well, certainly, you know, we're an asset-based and an asset-like company. So, um, you know, we can bring our assets to bear. And as we look at how we knit our asset light, networks together, we were looking at how we do the same with our asset business. So even during this time where uh, capacity is at a uh, premium, and one of the things we're doing around freight matching is looking how we can match uh, our capacity to uh, our customers' freight in kind of the spot market, if you will. So where our dedicated fleets are run and empty, we can make that capacity available to our uh, Managed trans customers. So, for us, you know, we look at our transportation portfolio business, both our asset, asset light business, as as a single offering, and uh, we'll continue to focus on growing that. I'll say integrated business where we can bring our assets and our and our technology to bear, and uh, really focus on um, you know knitting those networks together to find the greatest amount of synergy um, from the asset and the asset light side, if you will. So much of that is what you hear as a little bit of the siren song from the digital portfolios that are out there, but you're doing it. You're, you're really, you know, you are, you are, you know, knitting those networks together and providing that value. I think it's, I think it's great that we're having this opportunity for you to be able to describe that for, for folks who may not have thought that, you know, uh, too dramatically about Ryder. It seems to be that, uh, that you guys are really delivering that kind of value. Yeah, sure, and there's always room for improvement. That's a key focus of ours, though, moving into the uh, into 21 and 22 is, uh, is to digitize that and, and really leverage all that data that we collect uh, across all of our transportation operations uh, to where it's going to generate the greatest value for our customers. Um, and we know there's more synergies to be had, and really the speed at which we can uh, execute those day-to-day -day tactical decisions, um, taking that, uh, that digitization approach that um, a lot of those decisions can be automated, quite honestly, and don't require, you know, Humans to uh, to make that final uh, point of execution. We'll let the uh, we'll let the technology do that for us. So that's a that's a key area for us to focus on and 
and um, and we're making improvements in that area every day. And to your point, uh, data science and leveraging data is, uh, is a big part of this. Um, and uh, we invested in our data science group uh, three or four or five years ago, and they're really starting to pay dividends now. Wonderful to hear. Well, they're tapping me on my shoulder and telling me that, uh, unfortunately, uh, we've run out of time. I want to thank Dave Belter, the Vice President General Manager of Global Transportation Management for joining us uh, Freightways Live at Home. David, thank you so much for the time and really appreciate everything you provided to us. Yeah, my pleasure. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very much, and, and I agree. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of Freightways Live at Home. Be well. Thank you.